I think if you asked most people, they would agree that within every major successful corporation or business, their decisions are backed by data. The decision on who to sell to, the decision on who to market to, the decision on who to hire, all of that backed by data. So then we have to ask the question, why do we not follow the data behind the benefits of having a diverse workplace? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paisant, and we have a first today. Well, I guess a first or a second, however you want to look at it, but we have our first return guest, and that is Mr. Evan Mills. And if you follow the show, you know that Evan was on last season talking about uh, mentorship. And Evan and I both work at the same company, and he is a rising star within the ranks. He's a, a manager of another um, part of the company, but we both work together often, actually, and we've both been tasked on a special project that we're working on for our company. But I wanted to bring Evan on to talk about something that is really important, not just to me, not just to him, but important across businesses, across platforms, across anything. That is diversity, specifically diversity in the workplace. Evan brought up a great point. We were talking once, and you heard me pose the question at the beginning. Why do we not follow the data behind the benefits of having a diverse workplace? It's a good question. Think about it this way. There's not too many companies, if any nowadays, that can really sell to the same company and want to be successful. I understand there's companies out there that want to sell to a specific consumer, whether that be age or gender, but most companies, to be successful, they want to have a broad base of consumers that they want to use their product. And whether that product is a service, whether that product is tangible, whatever it is, most companies want to paint a huge picture with as many colors as possible for their consumer base. So why is it that diversity and inclusion in the workplace can be so hard? When I talk to Evan, he brings up some good points and uses some data and kind of shows where we are right now and what's needed. At no point while you're listening to this do I want you to think that either of us are quote-unquote experts. Because honestly, at the end of the day, we're just two guys trying to make a living. But at the same time, we're two guys trying to show the benefits of diversifying the workplace. 
But to do that, it takes work. Not only it takes work, it takes time and investment. Investment in your people, investment in your training, and investment in just getting it done. Don't get me wrong. This is not as easy as one may say it is by just maybe hiring some more women or hiring some more black people or promoting some more people. It's not that easy because at the end of the day, and we've all heard this, I I know I've heard it plenty of times. At the end of the day, companies just want to hire the best people. There is a fault in that statement that we just want to hire the best people. Because when you think about that, the best person usually comes with the most or the best experience. However, with experience, that usually comes from opportunity. And people, depending on race, gender, ethnicity, whatever you can think of, don't have the same opportunities across the board. So sometimes companies have to think about taking a chance on somebody or being that person's experience bringing them in and molding them to be the person you want them to be. So when we get back from the break, the quick ad, I'm going to sit down and talk to Evan Mills about something that's really near and dear to both of our hearts, and that is diversity in the workplace. Welcome back. And like I said, I am pretty excited today because I have my first return guest, Mr. Evan Mills. And Evan and I talked last season about mentorship and how he views working with people who have done or or been um, successful before him and how he views those relationships. So Evan, thank you very much. I appreciate you being back on the show. I appreciate the opportunity to come back on. So let's let's jump in. We we talked we've I'm not going to say we talked about this a little bit. We've talked about this a lot lately and it's specifically involving diversity in the workplace and you and I have heard those words a lot lately and not just in our profession but we've heard it in a lot of professions around the country. We've heard it thrown around a lot in government. We see a lot what's going on in TV and some people are starting to understand it. But in particular, I want to ask you, why do you think diversity in the workplace is important? For me, I feel like there's there's a lot of reasons on why um, diversity is important. And I'll kind of get into some stats behind that a little bit later. Um, but one thing I think uh, we really should focus on is the people and the person. Um, diversity is important because if you're a person, uh, for myself, I'm a, a black male, I'm 27 years old, and uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio. So if I'm going in to look at a couple companies, and obviously I've been in a position to where I've applied at a few companies and kind of got to see uh, what their culture's like. 
So as uh, someone coming from my background, when I go to look at another company, and I'm going to give you an example of when I went in for an interview uh, within the past three years. I went into an interview uh, with the company, got invited to come in. I was qualified for it. Um, it was an opportunity I was looking forward to. And I go into the building, I'm walking in, and I see a big wall. And it has everybody. It's a smaller company, so they can fit it all in one wall. And I just see all the different people that they have there, the positions, their titles, and um, everything like that. And I'm just looking at this wall, and just one thing sticks out to me uh, particularly is there's no one on this wall that looks like me. And it's like... This is everybody in the company and there's not one person that looks like me. I think when you see something like that and you're a younger person or even an older person, that's something that kind of discourages you because you want to see someone in a position of power that looks like you to where you can have everyone has aspirations of what they want to do, moving up in their career and things like that. And it doesn't give you much hope when you're looking at uh, what your future may be and there's no one there that looks like you and then you start to ask yourself why is there no one in this position that looks like me I come I know my qualifications my background meet um, the qualifications of this position I come from a, a large company that has a decent amount of people that look like me and are, are, and so there's other people that look like me that have the same background that I do why does this company why have they never um, I'm not going to say never, but why do they not have any of those people that are higher up there? Um, and it just kind of makes you think. And it's like, when you get into that position, you're like, man, this might not be a great fit for me. So I went on, I got into the interview process. And as soon as the questions start going, I'm feeling the entire culture of the company. And I know it's not going to be a good fit for me. And my thing is why, why is it so important is because I want everyone, when I was talking about starting with the person, starting with people, I want everyone to feel comfortable coming to work. I want everyone to have their dreams and aspirations be something that's reachable. And when you have someone that looks like you, comes from a similar background um, as you do, it gives you that extra motivation to put out a better work product, to know that you can reach that level. So the place that I was uh, currently at, um, at that time, we had black leadership. We had people that were my boss's boss's boss that were a people of color and things like that. And I'm like, why would I leave this environment to go to an environment where I'm not seeing anyone that looks like me? And what you've kind of talked about, and I, I appreciate you sharing that is, and I, I, I talked to somebody else about this is like, there was one Jackie Robinson. Like, and you're, you know, you're asking a lot of black people to continually be Jackie Robinson, to always be the first black person doing X, Y, Z, to be the first black person here, first black. And that's, that's something tough. Like sometimes you just want to walk into an environment and it's like, man, there's people here in power that, that look like me. And it, I want to, you know, we, we have some more questions. I kind of want to dive a little deeper into the mental aspect of it. When, you know, when you saw that wall, you're talking about aspirations. Like, you're probably pretty excited about this opportunity. What does that do to your psyche when you walk in and you're thinking about, um, you know, this, you know, this opportunity you may have? And now you see this. Like, what does that do to your psyche? For me, I definitely think it's definitely something that's uh, discouraging. Um, 
because you're wondering in your mind mentally, what is the reason behind it? Because at this point, um, there's just too many stats out there that show the benefits of having a diverse company. Um, having people coming from different backgrounds is a big benefit. Your customer base, most custom, most companies are not looking for uh, a white audience only, a black audience only. They want to get whatever, anybody who's interested in that product um, to purchase and be a customer there. So with that, you, you would think they would want to have a, their employees to match what their customer base is. So you can appeal to that wide audience. And I think it's, I think it's something that's definitely just very discouraging uh, when you're going in there. And then it just makes you ask those extra questions in your mind. And when you're in a position to where you're looking for a new company and things like that, you want to go somewhere that you feel comfortable. You don't want to go in the door and, and kind of be wondering, have all these type of thoughts in your mind. Most time, I would say more times than not, uh, a person's not going to make that jump. And in my personal uh, situation, I didn't make the jump. I was in the interview and I was like, oh yeah, this isn't going to be the, this isn't going to be the opportunity for me. It was a great opportunity, but I'm like, I don't think this situation is necessarily going to fit me. No, I definitely, I definitely understand that. And I, I appreciate you being, you know, open and honest about that. So, you know, let's, let's switch it up a little bit and I'm going to play devil's advocate, which unfortunately in this situation, we hear it too many times where a person may say, or not may say a person, people do say, well, you know, I don't, I, I don't believe we need any kind of additional diversity in the workplace. There's so many women in the workplace. Now I see so many you know, black people in the workplace. I mean, you, you, we've had a black president. We've had a black secretary of state. We've had black Supreme Court justices. We've, we've had black people and women and, and people of color and, and LGBTQ community people do this, do that, whatever. I don't really think it's important to, to train on diversity and inclusion. What do you say to that person? And I think that's a great thing to touch on because, um, just looking at the stats, 41% of all managers uh, state they're too busy to implement any kind of diversity and inclusion initiatives. So um, I think it is something that a lot of people don't think is something that um, is important. But for me, for the people who, who play devil's advocate and want to say diversity isn't something we need here or diversity isn't something that's an issue here. Um, 43% of companies with diverse management uh, exhibit higher profits. Um, there's just so many uh, facts among why diversity is a benefit. And I think uh, when you look at the top of a company, uh, if you're a high level exec or anything like that, um, obviously you want everyone to feel comfortable coming to work. So that should be a benefit uh, in itself enough, but just the statistical um, benefits uh, from having a diverse area, um, I think should be enough for it to be for people to kind of see the importance of it um and then if you are a person that's in a, a area that is not diverse um when you if you take and switch it around on them so okay you're not in a diverse area you go to work how comfortable do you feel at work um you feel very comfortable because everybody looks like you okay so say i take you out of where you're working now and you're at a company where there's all black people there there's all a different race person there where you're the only person that looks like you there. Are you as comfortable there as you are at the prior place? 
pro- most people are going to probably say no. So in that situation, I would say is why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we add more diversity to where you're currently at? Um, the benefits of the the facts say that you were going to get a better work product. And then also, if you're, uh, um, I, I would say in a more not as diverse, where you have some people of color, you have some people of uh, different races there, why wouldn't you want them to feel more comfortable at work? And then on top of it, get a better work product. So kind of just switching around on them and kind of making sure they put themselves in uh, someone else's shoes um, to be able to see that. And then also, I do think some people aren't going to see it. I, I agree with you 100%. I think there are some people that where you can um, hit them with the facts all day long, and they may never agree with um, having a diverse uh, workplace. But I think if you're someone um, who's who, who, who wants your business to move forward, if you want to uh, make sure that you're... Um, reaching your goals in any way possible uh, that you can, I think that you're going to find value in having a diverse workplace. What I heard a lot in there was empathy and empathy for what someone else might be going through. And what I'm hearing from you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm hearing you correctly, is that when someone brings that thought process to the table, that that thought that, oh, well, you know, our, our business is, is, you know, we're productive, we're efficient, we're making money, we're, we're a solid company. Like, why change it up now? Like, and I think that's a short, short-term way of thinking of it. And it, when you're empathetic and you say, well, you know, Evan works here and he is the only person of color and there's one other woman here and she is the only woman here. Like, think about, how they feel coming to work and they might feel that their words don't mean as much because no one else has ever lived or walked in their shoes. So what I'm hearing from you is that with a little more empathy, maybe people, if they're not going to change their minds, sometimes you can't just change, you can't change some people's minds. We understand that. But maybe with a little empathy, we can change some people's minds. Is that kind of where you're getting at? Correct. Definitely. We can definitely showing empathy and kind of putting yourself in other people's shoes. You can learn a lot. And that's not something that you should only be putting that hat on when you're talking about diversity. Um, If you're going to be a leader or any type of manager, anything on that side, you always got to have that empathy hat on. Um, So I think someone who's who's a leader, um, they should be able to see the, uh, the benefits of this. But as you said, there's just some people who, who may never and it might be something that's gradual over time. They see the benefits. Um, of it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, we want them to see it um, the same way we see it, but everyone's a little bit different. It may take someone a little bit more time. Um, just with um, how big diversity, inclusion, and all those topics are right now, um, just within the country as a whole, um, not everyone's believing in it. But there are some people who like they heard it at first, they saw it at first, they didn't necessarily believe in it. But over time, as you see it and you keep uh, getting uh, the facts brought to you, the correct facts, I think over time, I think uh, most people uh, will start to uh, sway a little bit differently and kind of lean towards having a more diverse um, workplace. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm going to I'm going to give you some leeway on this one. So um, I, let's say. You are, and this is definitely not out of your card. So you are the the owner of a company, Fortune 500 or Little Bodega. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the size of it, how big it is, what it does. 
you know, you've talked about the 41% of executives or managers that don't think they have the time to implement DNI training. So say you're in that group. What do you do to improve diversity? What can companies do to improve their diversity? Um, for me, the first thing is we got to make time. Um, there's too much supportive facts behind it for me to tell someone that we don't have time. Um, if you brought to me uh, a new budget, if you brought to me a new way of selling our product or, or something like that, that had this many facts behind it, I can't ignore that. I got to listen to it and see if we can make that work for our business. So um, you would make time for that. So I think in this scenario, you got to make time for this. Um, I think uh, being too busy, everybody's busy. Um, if, if nobody was busy, we wouldn't have a job. Um, so I think it's something you got to make time for. And then uh, the way to implement it for me is you got to start with uh, your HR or your people team. Um, you got to make sure you're getting diverse candidates in. And I know that uh, when you start to get to more technical roles and things like that, your candidate pool drops. So it definitely makes it a little bit harder. But everyone at most places, there's an entry level position at that entry level position. That's where you can really start uh, boosting diversity. If you're a company that doesn't have one black male, black female or woman in um, leadership or even a, a woman at the company, um, you can always get someone in at your entry level um, um, positions. And then uh, it's not only I think a big focus is uh, that some people put on is, all right, we're getting people in at the entry level. Um, that's that, that's half. That's not even close to half the battle. When you get them in at that entry level, um, then it becomes on your leadership team to invest in these people, um, to give them everything they need, any coaching, any uh, leadership skills and things like that, um, that they need to invest in that person to get that person into leadership at some point. And I'm not saying just hire that person because uh, they're a person of color or because they're a woman or anything like that invest in them make sure they are the best candidate make sure you're giving them all the resources and the tools um, to be able to invest in themselves and then you help them along the way um, i think that's the best way for me that i think of getting uh, a more diverse leadership uh, group and just bringing diversity uh, into the company um, i don't think that you have to i think other ways of doing it are um, high level positions um, when you're going to look for those, making sure that you're interviewing a, a diverse candidate, make sure that you're bringing them in. Let's hear. Let's. Uh, they might not be the right person for your company right now. Maybe you might look at them later on or for another position or um, just giving that person a shot to be able to come in the door. And I think that's something that a lot of companies are implementing now, um, which I think is great. Um, but there still are those companies that aren't. And I think um, just because of the benefits that you get from it, you got to start somewhere. And um, the easiest spot to start with is, is your entry level positions and kind of building there, building from there. So I'm going to and and you bring up some great points and, and we kind of didn't discuss this earlier, but I kind of want to bring the same devil's advocate approach to you. So um, and this is this has been said to me more than a, a couple times, but. You know, what do you say to the person that, that says to you, hey, I just want to hire the best person. I want to hire, I, do, I just want to hire the most qualified person. How, how do you, as the owner of this company, respond to someone who says that? Um, for me, 
I think I think diversity goes into who who is the best candidate um, for me because uh, if I'm hiring for a business, I'm a small company, and I'm hiring someone, I don't need another me. I don't need another person that exactly talks uh, is into the same things and things like that uh, as me. So in regards to the best candidate, yeah, the best candidate resume wise, um, they might be two people with the exact same resume. Okay, well, I have, all right, we have no diversity at this company. If it's even or even close, I got to go with the diverse candidate because their background is going to bring some things that the other candidate is not going to bring. And I think it just shows because um, the work product that you get out of them. Someone with people with different backgrounds are the best people to have on a project. I don't want a bunch of people that are the exact same. I want a wide variety of people so they can bring different ideas. And then I think at the end of the day, I, or I believe that you're going to come up with a better product. You're going to have someone whose mind is in a different space and comes from a different background that they're going to think of something that others don't. And then I think that's the best thing about working in a group and working as a team is having a variety of people. So in that situation, that person is the better candidate because they're not going to think the exact same way. They're going to have some they're going to think outside the box and especially sometimes when they don't necessarily especially in the entry level uh maybe their background isn't in uh whatever area that you're um, interviewing for um you're interviewing two candidates straight out of college why wouldn't why wouldn't you pick the more diverse candidate they're both out of college um we don't have any diversity at our company why don't i take a chance and uh go ahead and hire the diverse candidate that's going to bring a different thought process to it in my opinion and I'm not saying that just because I'm a diverse candidate, but that's how I look at anything that I do. I don't, I don't want a lot of people to think the same. I, I need, I needed to switch it up. I need to have people that are going to go against what I say and come from a different point of view. Well, thank you, Evan. I, I really appreciate this. Has been a great conversation. I, um, I, I always appreciate it, and I definitely can't wait to the next time that you're on the show. Um, is there anything else you kind of want to add to this? I, I know you and I talk about this a lot and we've had a bunch of discussions on, on DNI and DNI training. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this discussion? Um, for me, um, the thing that I would like to add is kind of just reiterate what I touched on earlier. It's just make sure that you're investing in those people. Yes. That person might not be the best, uh, person right now, um, but make sure you're investing um, within the people within your company. Make sure you're giving them every outlet that they can to gain more information, gain more knowledge, gain leadership skills and things like that. When you really invest in people, you're going to get the best out of them. For myself personally, I wouldn't be where I'm at unless people invested in me, gave me the resources, uh, put the resources around me where I can grow. Um, so I think when you focus on that and investing in the people within your organization, the, the top candidates are going to rise from there. Put everybody on a level playing field, give them all the resources, and then you kind of don't really have to worry about, um, am I getting a diverse candidate or not? I guarantee you some of the people that are going to rise to the top are going to be diverse people. Uh, I guarantee you when you put people on projects and things like that, when you have a group of people, you can put a group on the same project and then give one group uh, a couple people of a different background, a couple uh, women on there, and I bet you they come up with a better idea than the other group. And uh, just make sure you're investing in those people and identifying who those people are early um, so you can make sure that they are getting those resources. Um, that's the biggest thing that I would like to uh, add on. 
is just investing in diversity. I think it'll pay off more times than not. Um, and then basically do your own research on it. Uh, don't take my word for it. Don't take anyone else's word for it. Uh, do the research yourself. I mean, there's everyone has Google, everyone has the internet to be able to look these things up. Uh, a lot of companies are, are behind this. Um, and I would say right now and moving on into the future, I think diversity within the, the country is gonna be a big topic. Um, and also for myself personally, um, don't be scared to take someone that's younger. Um, I know um, when I was at a, a larger company, it seemed like all the diverse um, leaders were um, were older. Um, they were around 40 to 50 plus um, in regards to it. You had some younger managers, um, but not very many of them were people of color. Um, and what I would like to say just from my own situation is um, invest in those people too. I know... Um, the older people you'll get to seeing more, you've seen more out of them depending on how long they've been with the company um, and things like that. But those younger people also got a lot of great ideas that can kind of change your company. And from having diversity that's younger and older, I think that's a benefit because you're gonna have entry level people coming in. You're gonna have people out of college or people under the age of 30 that have um, ambition and high aspirations to, to move up quickly. Don't put them in a spot to where, all right, we got to see you do this for a long time, 10 years, five years or something like that for them to be able to make that jump. Invest in those people early. If you see um, them taken to leadership and things like that, invest in them early and give them the, the same opportunities as you give other people because um, a lot of those people will end up being some of the best um the best candidates you'll have for your higher level positions. Um, but just identifying who those people are early and consistently investing in them, I think there's only going to be a benefit uh, for your company. Um, and I think the results and um, everything will come by doing so. take this time to thank our special guest Evan Mills for coming back on the show. Always a pleasure to have him on. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.